0: Welcome to At The Table with D. Monique. Pull up a chair, sit down, relax, and let's chat. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to At The Table with D. Monique. Here we will have conversations with real people sharing real life stories. Today, on our very first episode, our first guest is Miss Judith. Hello, Miss Judith. Hello, Lady D. <laughs> how are you? I am doing wonderful. Um, so how are you doing?
1: I'm wonderful. I'm very proud of you on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you for being a part of my uh, first episode. Um, so here's the thing. Before we get started um, talking, Mm -hmm. Um, I think all good conversations should have good snacks. So I have a snack and I know you have a snack. So tell me, well, before you tell me what you have, guys, if you don't have a snack out there, please take a minute. Pause this episode. Go get a snack and then come back. Okay. Grab a snack and come back to the table. Welcome back. Hopefully you have a snack. So now, Ms. Judith, what snack do you have today?
1: My favorite snack is Gala apples and peanut butter.
0: Mmm. Yes. I love some apples and peanut butter. How mm-hmm. long have you been eating these pop- apples and peanut butter? Is it like a childhood favorite or is it something that you, you know, started to enjoy as an adult?
1: I just found out that I enjoy it as an adult. It's really weird, but I tried it and I liked it. Probably
0: yeah, eight nine years ago. Yeah, I I love apples and peanut butter. My favorite apple is the Ambrosia apples.
1: Ambrosia, okay. Butter.
0: Yes, yes. So I have been waiting for this snack time since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because me I knew we were man. gonna have snack time. So I went to the store and I bought these chips. And let me tell you, I had to have self-control because I wanted to eat them for breakfast this morning. And before oh. I show everybody my snack, I have to say this is not sponsored. Okay. So they are not paying me to say this. This this is my <laughs> real opinion of this snack. But this is one of my favorite snacks. Can oh, you Brussels see that? It is puffs. vegan oh, rob man. Brussels sprout puffs. Now, I know it sounds like Brussels sprouts, but let me tell you. <laughs> I've been waiting to open this so bad. <laughs> okay, here we
1: go. Do mm. you hear that crunch? Yes. <laughs> These
0: are not those little. Baby, you know how babies like those little cheese puffs? Yeah, they're horrible.
1: (laughs) Mm.
0: Okay. We're going to get on with the podcast. But let me just eat more, okay? (laughs) Mm. Awesome. Mm, 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 mm. I love a good snack. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I hope our audience that's watching this right now and listening to this, I hope they got some good snacks. Mm.
1: (laughs) They do. Don't worry. (laughs) But I know my
0: snack is delicious. Okay. So as you all know, it is October and October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, if you've been out in your city and your towns, you've probably seen a lot of people wearing their pink hats and shirts and car, um, scarves and even the uh, lapel pink ribbons. Sometimes you'll even see people gathered um, doing walks and those walks are to bring awareness to the importance of uh, breast cancer because, you know, as women... I know men develop breast cancer um, as well, about 1% of men. But as women, it is really important that we do self-examinations at least once a month. And then once you hit the golden age of four zero, you know, it is recommended that we go and we get our um, annual mammograms. So, you know, if you're one of the folks out there that maybe you don't have insurance and you're thinking, well, how do I go? and get a mammogram check out your local community health centers because they may offer it at a low fee or no fee to you especially during the month of october um, i went to the american cancer society website and they estimated that over two hundred thousand new cases of breast cancer will be diagnosed this year so that just lets us know that early detection is really important. Okay. It can be uh, the difference between life and death. Okay. So, our first guest is Miss Judith. And Miss Judith is a two time breast cancer survivor. So, let's all welcome Miss Judith. Take a moment and please cheer her on because that is awesome
1: it's good to be alive
0: <laughs> welcome to at the table with de monique miss judith thank you for being here again
1: thank you for having me what an awesome experience i always enjoy sharing my journey uh, with others because it's what you just said so many other women will be affected by this and i'm just here to let them know that there's a guy that we serve and He's good.
0: He is so good. He is so <laughs> good. So, um, let's let's talk about this. I know it's a, a sensitive subject, but the best thing to do is just go ahead and dive right in. Would you say so? Would you? Agree? I would say so. Okay. So, let's talk about your first diagnosis. How how did you um, how did you find out that you had breast cancer? Did you find a lump? Did you go in? to have a mammogram, what happened?
1: Uh, My first diagnosis was at age 44. This was in 2005. But let me back up just a little. Um, Even as a youngster growing up and becoming a young woman and developing, I always had uh, a discharge from my breast. Um, Mm -hmm. Never felt uh, any lumps or anything, but... That was the way my breasts were. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the years before the diagnosis, I um, would have a needle aspiration. They would test it; it would always be negative, no problem. It never crossed my mind that it could be anything else other than what my breasts do. You know, not every woman has yeah. a discharge, um, but I did. You know, as 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 a young woman, I had it, and on up through my adulthood, I still had it. Matt so upon ask, the last aspiration, aspiration and going back to aspiration, a needle aspiration is where they take this nice long needle, stick it into <clears throat> the sack, uh, because what it is is a sack of fluid, stick okay. it into the sack, withdraw the fluid, and then they test the fluid to make sure it's not cancerous. I've had that done several times over the years. Never anything, never thought about it. So upon the last one, uh, my doctor was Dr. Randy Cooper. It was University Hospital at the time, which is now Piedmont. But he always assured me I was fine. But the last time I had that done, um, there was a lump a little larger than what it normally would be um, from his exam. And that was when I was diagnosed in 2005, um, March 29th. Okay. So um, that first experience, it, it kind of sh- it did shape me because you never want to hear the words, uh, you have breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. There is a history of colon cancer in my family. And um, according to Dr. Cooper as well, those with a history of colon cancer, there's some type of link with breast cancer. So none of my mom, my sister, Okay, my grandfather had colon, my uncle had colon, and my auntie, all on my mother's side, had colon cancer. So never breast. So at 44, when I was diagnosed, I was I was shocked, um, right. scared, never wanted to hear those words. But after I had a little pity party, cried a little bit, um, I became a fighter. And that's who I am now.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a warrior,
1: <laughs> warrior princess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you um, after you got the diagnosis, I'm sure they gave you treatment options. What were what were the treatment options presented to you at that time?
1: Um, I could do nothing and die, or I could have chemo um, along with surgery. And that's the one that I chose. I'm not sure what my other options were. I just knew I didn't want to die, and I really wanted to be okay. That more than anything, I just wanted to live because I was so young. And um, as it would happen with the first diagnosis, and they came up with a treatment plan with chemo, I had had seven rounds of chemo. I had a mastectomy, and. One of the options, while they were trying to figure that out, there was a second cancer that they found in the same breast, the left breast in 2005. And it was a rare type of breast cancer where only six people in the world had had it at the time. So I was a seven and they really didn't know what to do. But Mm -hmm. uh, as the almighty would have it, um, the cure came with the treatment plan that was originally discussed um, from okay. February to August, they were kind of up in limbo trying to figure out uh, what to do, how how to approach it. So in August of 2005 was my first round of chemo and it was grueling. Um, it was frightening. I was afraid, but I knew I was a woman of faith and I believed, but I knew God would heal me. It took some time mm-hmm. and the seven rounds we did those I lost my hair. I think losing my hair was probably the hardest part. Um but then I grew and that all comes with vanity and God had to deal with me in vanity. Mm-hmm. But I find I figured it out. I'd rather have no hair and be here than to have hair rolling down my back and about to leave.
0: I I think any yeah. woman, or in, like I said, there are men who develop breast cancer. Where it would agree with you? They would rather yes. live um, than have hair. And we live in a world where, guess what? You can have whatever kind of hair you want. You can go to the store and buy you some hair. Exactly. You know? so, hey, but you can't <laughs> exactly. go and buy a new life. And so um, yes. I'm glad that you you know you chose the treatment options. So can you just explain to um, to me and also the viewers? How is the chemo um treatment how how, how are you given the treatment? Is it um
1: it's is it you have to have a port because every okay. time you go, um there's always needles. So to cut down the activity in your arms, there's a ported calf that's inserted inside your chest. It's just below the skin, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It just makes it easier to insert a needle to administer the medicines.
0: Okay. And how long does it normally take um,
1: for a chemo session? Um, Depending on the type of medication you get, um, the one that knocks your hair out is called the red devil. That's how powerful it is. Um, It kills all the bad cells, but in the process, it kills all the good cells. So... Mm -hmm. You can go in from three to four hours some one of my friends now who's metastatic, she's going through like a five hour. So it depends on the type of cancer, the severity of it, meaning the staging, and um, your body weight has a lot to do with it too, because you do get sick. I lost a lot of weight. Um, it's back unfortunately, but <laughs> your you body beautiful. has to be able to handle. I'm sorry.
0: I said, you look beautiful. What did you say? Thank you, look beautiful.
1: you. I feel yeah. good. I feel good. Yeah. So, yeah, depending on uh, your body weight and your gen- overall general health, because your white blood cell count will sometimes go down, but you go get a shot to boost them back up. But sometimes, you know, things happen uh, infection and so forth. But again, it's depending upon the severity uh, of the cancer, how aggressive it, mm-hmm. it is that's how that's determined.
0: Okay. When, uh, when your cancer was discovered, what stage was it in
1: stage three, Okay, four is the highest. So it's okay. pretty scary. Yes. I understand. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, so during that time, I would imagine you had some people around you to support you. Who were, who was your support system?
1: Yes, I did. Um, I call him my prayer posse. <laughs> I had several friends, and because I don't have uh, immediate family in Georgia at the time, I had an adopted dad, Willie Childs. He was there every chemo session, and several friends that would go with me and pray, and they they knew when I would come into the area, and I was married at the time, my, my husband, um, he would come with me along with the prayer posse. I'd roll in there like seven deep. You know, just just have that energy around me for healing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things have changed now since COVID. You know, everybody can't go back there. A lot of times no one can go back there but the patient. I don't know how mm-hmm. they do it now, but it's kind of scary. I I was thankful to have someone to hold my hand. Yeah. Yes. yes, I'm
0: so happy you had a great support system. I mean, you were rolling seven I, deep. You sound like yes. you know, a superstar. They were like,
1: watch out, Miss <laughs> Judas is coming through. They knew when I could us. there, she is. Yeah. <laughs> and and know, potty. Have, not only
0: to have people there holding your hand, but the prayers, the words of yes. encouragement, you know, yes. on those days where you might felt like, you, you know, your body was a little tired and just yes. for them to to say something encouraging or just their presence i just
1: yes my mom you know, was alive just talking there. to you right she now i'm coming. trying
0: to like keep my body still because i, I feel like i'm shivering but um <laughs> i can only it,
1: it's a blessing my mom was alive she come she she stayed with me for about three months helping me mm-hmm. it was a blessing truly
0: yeah that mm-hmm. definitely was a blessing yes so, um when when you go through treatment like that, I would imagine you probably made some changes to your to your health, like or to your diet or or even mentally. You might have said, "You know what? I'm not going to let anything stress me out." You know, what kind of health changes did you make at that time to help you get through the um, the treatment?
1: Well, one of the changes I made, which is important uh, during the recovery, um, is drinking more water. Uh, I can remember when I went, okay, you have chemo day one, the next day you go back and get a shot to boost uh, your white blood cells. So um, there was a young lady in the room, you know, we're all in and there, we're going through the same thing. She um, was not drinking the water. And so one of the nurses said to her and I heard her and it kind of snapped me into being a water freak, you know, now (laughs) she said, Miss, I'll just call her Betty, Miss Betty, you haven't been drinking the water. Um, you're dehydrated. If you, uh, can't drink the water, we can do one or two things. Um, We can send you back home and ask you to drink more, or we can take you across the street, which was exactly across the street from the hospital. I was like, "Mm, no, I can drink water. I wasn't a big water fan at the time, but I'm a big water fan now because of that, because those drugs need to flush through your system before the next Mm. round. So drinking more water was one of them. Um, I was so concerned about my weight. I had lost so much weight. Um. I just wanted to eat. I tried not to eat all the wrong things, try to do more fruits and vegetables, which is always wonderful to be able to do. But those were the two things. Just try to eat better, more fruits and vegetables, drink way more water than what I would normally drink. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was it. That was it. Um, My mindset uh, definitely changed. Uh, I wanted to live. I wanted to be happy and to bring joy to others around me, which I always wanted to do that anyway. I thought I was doing a pretty good job, but um, cancer, it pushes you to be more. It pushes you to be better. Um, it's the way that you approach it. You can have a pity party and feel really sorry for yourself, or you can be determined to fight. And that that's the person I became there were slow days. Were, every day was not a cakewalk. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is in your spirit, and the faith, the mustard seed faith that God gives you, you must have that mentality, that warrior mentality. And from the day that you walk out of that doctor's office, when you are diagnosed, you become a survivor because you're still here. Right. So to me, that's my definition of being a survivor. Soon as you're told, your mindset changes and says, I want to live. Uh, I want to give everything that I have to someone else. It takes away a lot of your selfishness.
0: Okay. And I'm going to ask you a question and um, I don't want you to think that <clears throat> what I'm about to ask you, this is the most important thing, but I just know um, somebody may be thinking about this. Were you able to work while you were undergoing your chemo treatment?
1: No, I was not. Um, Those drugs are so powerful. I admire people that can, uh, but those drugs are so powerful. It zaps your energy. Um, Mm -hmm. You have no energy. Yeah, I didn't want to eat a lot. Uh, Your appetite changes, the taste buds in your mouth changes. Your um, neuropathy is common. It's where the nerve endings like in your hands or your Mm -hmm. feet. You're walking, but it doesn't feel like you're walking because the nerves are just so aggravated. So no, I couldn't. um, I, I threw up a lot. There was a lot of nausea. So I just took the time off from my job. And thank God I had a job that allowed me to. I could just stay at home and take care of me. So for about five months I couldn't work Mm -hmm. okay Mm
0: -hmm. um so after your um you went through all of your treatment you got to experience something that I've seen people do and it requires you ring a bell did you get did you do that did you
1: ring you know at that time the bell was not it was not in place at my uh at Augusta Oncology. So that is something new that I love to see now. Um, but back in two thousand six, um, it was not available. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I've seen people get like little certificates and all. I didn't get. It. I didn't get that. I got a. I got hand claps. As in yay, she's finished. Yeah. But I did not have the bell at the time. I don't remember having the bell because I'm sure somebody would have taken a picture of that. But I, there was right. not a bell back then.
0: Was there anything that you did to celebrate that moment that you found out your treatment was done and the the cancer was gone? Did you do anything to celebrate that moment? Well, there's
1: there's a break in between last treatment and then next uh, actually being clean because you have you okay. still have to go under undergo uh, doctors appointments where they scan okay. you look and see if there's anything else going on on the inside. So for a full year, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what happens at that time. It's much better now, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as diagnosing, looking, and after treatment, they can tell right away. But at the time, um, I just had to go back every, every three months to get a scan and, uh, of course, you know, lab tests and so forth. So I, I love the idea of the bell. I think that's awesome.
0: <laughs> what yeah. kind of scan did you have to um, have done? Pet scan.
1: Pet scan is some nice long scientific uh, explanation for pet, but it's actually a machine that scans your whole body from the top of your head to your feet. Um, you can have other scans that like for my breast, they could just only look at the breast. But they really need to look at your whole body to see because cancer is a booger, it will go anywhere in your body. Um, so the full PET scan, I had those consistently and also had chest scans. Because I elected not to have my right breast removed, um, they always have to check. But I felt okay. as if, you know, was having the left side done, that that would be it. But unfortunately, it was not. Came so back on how, the right.
0: How, so uh, the second diagnosis was, was the right breast. Yes. So it, can you take us, before we talk about the the uh, right breast, can you take mm-hmm. us through, um, if, if it's not, you know, if it's, if it's okay with you, can you take us through the procedure of having to have the mastectomy done.
1: Oh, wow. do I was traumatizing you.
0: <laughs> okay. It was so we traumatized. No, 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 no. no, no, no but
1: I want it. people to know what happens and the way that you feel after it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time being 44 years old, I felt, you know, that was very important to me, but I also knew I didn't want to die. So it was not that I was struggling. Oh my, do I do it? It's just a matter of when. And when that day comes, you're, you know, the tissue in a woman's breast and a lot of black women have trouble with having very dense breasts, thick. Mm -hmm. And I I was one of those people. um, Sure, that you'll be afraid, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. I had a great uh, surgeon, Dr. Randy Cooper, and I also had a great uh, plastic surgeon. So what they did, they could do it at the same time. Um, it's called a tram flap. The, they take the muscle at the in your abdomen just below you know your reproductive parts and push that muscle up through your chest and form a breast. And that's what I have on the left side. And they could have either done that, or like the, the the density around the back area of my left side, from my back, could push that around. But I didn't have enough of that, so they took the abdomen muscle, pushed it up, and created and shaped a breast. So I wanted to look as normal, or what I perceived to be as normal. <laughs> as possible. Mm-hmm. So it was a great thing. I had a great surgeon and I think it looks good. I've never had any troubles out of it or anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that made it um, a little easier to go through the procedure knowing that once that, you know, that breast was done that you were going to get
1: another one? At that yes. Time, that made it, it did. A bit easier
0: Again, so?
1: vanity. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. It's something about a woman's hair and her breast. That's what makes her a woman, but actually, those are the physical appearances. Mm-hmm. That's not what God made you on the inside. So, yeah, yeah. I, I had to come to terms with it. it. It was not easy. It was not, but I made it. Yeah. Um,
0: I um, I just turned forty years old, and. Okay. Um, I had to go get a mammogram done. Okay. And um, when I went in to get a test for something else, but then they saw a lump, and so I had to get a mammogram done. And I know this is your interview. I just want to share, because all of us can share with each other, but I remember that feeling in between being told I had to go get the mammogram done and Mm -hmm. the appointment. And, um, I'm happy to say that I do not have breast cancer, but I just remember the emotions, Mm -hmm. but I fought, I fought off any negative feelings with prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, and just saying, you know, God, what, whatever it is, that you're going to take me through it because he's taken me through mm. so many things, you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I was trying not to get emotional, but it's, I, it's okay. I can
1: only, understand.
0: I can only imagine how you felt. And I, I only had to have that feeling for a short amount of time.
1: I can re- really relate to what you're saying, especially when you don't know what's going on. Um, mm. They rush you immediately downstairs. They got to take all these pictures, MRI, ultrasonogram, ultrasound, all of these things. And you really don't know in the moment what is going on. Why am I having to, to go test after test after test? Mm-hmm. And it's scary because the waiting is horrible. Um, but you got to wait. And But mm-hmm. those those are. Those are the times where you really have to put your faith into action because otherwise you will lose your mind, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. waiting. And that's what, uh, cancer is most of that. Take a test, wait. Take another test, wait. Take a blood test, wait. So Mm -hmm. if you don't have patience, you'll find some. (laughs) God will give (laughs) you some, (laughs) whether you want it or not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he
0: takes he takes us through things sometimes to teach us some lessons <laughs> to you know?
1: grow closer to him. It moves you closer. If it doesn't move you, that's a problem. But yeah, yeah, and and we all should be close. So he has a way of getting your attention. I tell you.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> I'm so thankful. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you're yeah. okay. Yes, I'm <laughs> glad you're okay. But every woman, you know, they need to know what's going on on the inside of their bodies. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Get and, that I mean, mammogram. Check your boobies.
0: Yeah, and not only mammograms, yeah. pap smears. I mean, we we need to have yes. annual, if not biannual, uh, physicals done. You know, you need to go well, in and definitely. and have you know. Yes your your lab's done because if you don't know um if you don't if you don't ever find out you won't know you know and i think just because you stick your head in the
1: sand doesn't mean it's gonna go away exactly (laughs)
0: and if i just may say this for a moment uh you and i both share something we're both believers in god but i think that sometimes as Christian, sometimes people will say, "Oh well, God will take care of it, and He will take care of it." But that doesn't mean, <laughs> excuse me, that doesn't mean that you know your Him taking care of you is just going to be. Oh, it's it is not there. That's why He gave He gave us doctors. You know, mm-hmm. He gave us take works through them. Yes, exactly. So yes, yes pray, have faith. But also, go and get tested. Go have your examinations done, you know? Yeah, so if yeah. you're, if there's somebody out there and they're thinking, oh, is something wrong with me? I'm going to pray it away. Yes, please mm. pray it away. But while you're praying it away, go and see the people whom he has put in these positions.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I totally agree. Um, sometimes... This is, it's hard to say your faith gets in your way because Mm -hmm. you, you, you believe what you read in the Bible. I do. And, Mm -hmm. but God also wants you to be proactive. It's like Mm -hmm. you said, you, you can't just say, Oh, he's going to heal me. He's going to heal me through these doctors. That's, that's, that's why he placed him here. So I'm glad you said that because it's not as simple as being diagnosed and saying, well, God will get me through. Well, God gave you a brain and hopefully some common sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you need to check on yourself and he'll work through that doctor. All you gotta... He already knows that they can do it, but you have to ask as well. You know, mm-hmm. you, not necessarily all the people around you, you got praying for you. He wants to hear from you. Exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm glad I'm glad we had a moment to to say that because I think sometimes people can um, get a little um, they can like you said, they can let their faith get in the way mm-hmm. you know they <laughs> yes. think that they don't they have a lack of faith because yes. they're not going into the doctor not going into the doctor doesn't mean that you do not have faith
1: you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So We're living proof that it does.
1: You and I both.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right. Um, So we do, uh, well, I want to ask, so you did, you did say to us that you did uh, eventually get diagnosed with breast cancer in the right breast. Yes. Um, What was the time frame? How long were you in remission before you found out about the
1: the right breast? Nine years, 11 months. Okay. So at age 54, I was Mm -hmm. diagnosed again. I had uh, applied for a job and Mm -hmm. let me back up. I was laid off from a previous position. I had been down from that, just kind of depressed. But as the good Lord lifted me up, uh, I was supposed to start a job the day after my birthday, uh, 2015. So I I had regularly scheduled uh, exams for February because I always go after my birthday or during my birthday. And I moved my appointments up because I didn't want to start the position taking off work to go to an appointment. Mm-hmm. Didn't think that was a good look for a new job. So I moved those appointments up three weeks and I went. And two weeks before I was supposed to start, um, I had my I had the I had the exam, just thought, you know, it was normal, everything's cool. But in February after I had started my new job, I found out again on my mom's birthday, February 15th. So I was shocked Mm -hmm. because I had met people that survived, never had it again. And I thought I was going to be one of those people, you know, but it came back uh, nine years and 11 months after the first diagnosis. This time um, it was found in my uh, OBGYN's office. I had a lump. She felt it and you know all the shuffling go downstairs let's do this let's do that so i you know got everything checked um and only had to have a lumpectomy for the right side so i was very thankful that no chemo no radiation it was just that small that's how small it was that i didn't Uh have to have um yes it was a blessing it was two different experiences uh for both Mm -hmm. sides um Mm -hmm. The left side was way harder than the right side. Um, once I had uh, the lump removed, I had the breast removed as well. And I have an implant. I have great plastic surgeon. <laughs> implant okay. on the right side.
0: <laughs> okay. So um, now you are your warrior. And... Um, you are open and you share your experience with other people. I would like to know what advice would you give to someone who might have been recently diagnosed?
1: First of all, have faith. Um, if you're a believer, you know, not everyone is, but if you are a believer, believe and trust in God's promises. Um, His word says, by his stripes, I am healed. You say it to yourself, declare it, uh, make the decree over and over and over again, no matter what you're told, because uh, during the first diagnosis after the two cancers were found, it had spread to my lymph nodes, um, but God fixed it. So I would say, believe in what you pray for. Believe in what Mm -hmm. you read, have mustard seed faith, because it is important in your attitude. Don't allow a lot of negativity, doom and gloom, brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, and cousins, do not allow that. They come around you with the head hanging low and looking at you like you're leaving tomorrow. You just say, excuse me, uh, I don't participate in negativity. And I'm going to have to walk away from that. Or would you please leave? Or, you know, I think I'm going to have to leave, you know, get off the phone. You don't have to listen to it because you don't want that. You want someone to speak life over you, not uh, negativity. So to me, my spirit, I think it was great because that's what I wanted to be to all the people around me that loved me. Um, Yes, they saw me some days, you know. When, you know, my hair was gone and I was weak and I was nauseous and throwing up, and, but I always bounce back. So right. yeah, negative people is a no-no. Right. <laughs> Positive reinforcements. Yes, that is a necessity to get through any type of sickness, disease, or problem because how you approach it, it matters.
0: You know, I um, I definitely agree because, you know, you've heard of cases where someone will go into the doctor and they look healthy. You can tell, you know, couldn't tell anything was wrong with them. But as soon as they get the diagnosis um, and I'm not blaming it, I'm not blaming them for how they, you know, but if they don't have faith, they don't have, you know, people surrounding them so that they're not having a pity party it seems like they Mm -hmm. can go down really fast you know
1: i I, i've seen it i uh when i tell you when i used to go into the room and i have my seven deep and then you look over you see someone just sitting there all by themselves it will hurt my heart uh and more than likely i'm going to say something to them you know you know how are you you doing okay we're in this thing together you know And then next thing you know, you go in for a few more treatments, you don't see that person again. And my heart goes out to that. So it does matter. Um, I can't imagine not having my family and my closest friends uh, around me to help me through such an awful time in in my life. But I'm very thankful. You have to be. There's no way you can go through something like that and not know that Something more powerful than you exists.
0: Um, I would like to say, ask. So, what? Uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a support? Because I'm, I'll tell you what I think, and then you tell me what you think. Um, I think okay. if you're going to be a support for someone. I don't think you want to go in every day saying, "How you doing? You you, you feel you know, okay? You sick?" I would think that when you go in as a supporter, you'll you know, of course, you're going to ask how they're doing, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: don't think you should. Uh, you should sit there and say, uh you you you, 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 you I don't know. I don't. You don't want to throw a pity party for them. That's what I'm trying exactly. to say. You do exactly. Exactly. So what what would you say to a supporter? How how would I support someone who is going through treatment right now?
1: One of the greatest things that you can do is not talk. You let them talk to you. Tell them, let them tell you how they feel. You can okay. wash their dishes, yeah. vacuum their floor, take care of their kids. You can bring a meal. You can offer a ride uh, to the doctor. There's so many things. And you do not have to um, make them feel they know what they're going through. They, they're they living it. You know, you're watching mm-hmm. it. They're living it. So whatever you can do to help, um, help them around their house, Um Wash their car. I had a friend of them come and wash my car because they knew I was funny about my car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's nice. But when you went to your treatments, you knew that you were going to ride in a clean car.
1: Or oh, if yes, right. It's yeah. little things like that that shouldn't mean anything, but it's a distraction from mm-hmm. everything that you're going through. So right. it, it can be something so simple and it, it really it doesn't mean a lot to you, but it, it means a lot to them because they right. appreciate, wow, you took the time to think about me. You know, I like this thing and you brought it to me, you know, bring them food. It, it's, it's a lot of things you can do to support someone. You don't have to always be having a discussion about their sickness because truly they don't want to discuss it all the time.
0: Yeah. 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 I- I agree <laughs> I, yeah, I, think, I, I think that is a uh, I think that is a uh, really good advice.
1: <laughs> yes you know, that's what helped me I mean, no, one, no, one wants to,
0: no one wants to be treated as if they're sick and, you
1: know? and, and when you were talking about the way that you look um, mm-hmm. and, and you have to be careful on your wording choosing your words when you do speak to someone because this is what someone said to me oh you don't look like you have cancer i'm not you know to me that was very ignorant but then the other part of it they just didn't know right. um, i'm pretty sure they probably saw someone that looked a particular way mm-hmm. um, but there is no look that says oh she has cancer you may look, you know, I know I was looking a little puny because I had lost a lot of weight or, but again, you don't have to remind the person of that. So you have to forgive them. I I, I forgave the person for saying that because they just didn't know they, you know, that was just, they forgive them for, they know not what they do. So I knew that person.
0: Sometimes they just don't know what to say. Yes.
1: So I guess they wanted to say something, uh, but that was very painful because wow, if we went by looks, it was a whole lot of things I didn't want to be, you know, have. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. don't know. And
0: that's why we have a lot of people that's walking around now, and um, yeah, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know that anything is going on. That's why we need to go exactly. in and get uh, examinations done. We need to have blood work exactly. done, and you yeah. know, in the case of breast uh, breast health. We want to get our mammograms done.
1: Exactly. You know, um,
0: yeah. As, and like I said, also for women, they're pap smears. And then men also yes. have to think about, you know, prostate cancer. So, yes, we're talking about mm-hmm. breast cancer, but we need to make sure that folks know you need to go and just get yourself checked out overall. Yes. You know, exactly. and it can be a, it can be very uncomfortable when you have to be in a room with a stranger. It might be kind of cold. You got this little gown on that you know barely covers you, but it only lasts a short amount of time. That short mm-hmm. amount of time that you are uncomfortable um, yes. can save your life.
1: Exactly, and. I'll take those few moments of being uncomfortable and still be here any day than to not show up at all and not. Your body is a temple, so you've got to take care of it Uh, It's a responsibility to God and to yourself and the people that love you. You want to be around as long as possible and in the best health, a reasonable portion of health and strength. That's what you want.
0: Then uh, Miss Judith and I did chat a little bit yesterday, so I'm going to ask a question I already know the answer to. But for the viewers, what changes have you made in your life to help you out? I know one of them was
1: um, yes, <laughs> Ascension Athletics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do work out. Um, I was involved with a group before in Augusta and I loved it. Um, I'm not a self motivator when it comes to exercise. Um, I can have the weights right there on the floor looking at them every walk over them, step over them every day and tell, <laughs> <All> myself, <right. laughs> tell myself, I'm going to use it. I'm going to do it today. Just can't. So I function better in a group setting. And um, since I've joined Ascension Athletics and I feel better, my I sleep a lot better. Uh, I look forward to it every day because we have a bunch of positive women around striving for a goal. You know, I need to take care of myself. I didn't do such a great job during COVID um, because you couldn't go out. But now that it's nearing its end, I went all the way in and I go five days a week. Uh, and I enjoy it because I like the, the motivation with the positive women that that's around me going, okay. Yeah. You know, we are all striving for the same goal. We got stomach issues, backside issues, you know, we're just trying to clean it up, trim it up, fix it a little bit. (laughs) So that's my thing. (laughs) And they all, uh, Ascension also offers uh, uh, nutrition uh, seminars monthly. So I have to go. My eating habits were horrible. And I'm I'm changing. Um, I used to be a potato chip girl. I still am. I love potato chips. But I know I can't eat them all the time. They're not good for me. So I switched to a more healthy chip. The blue chips. Tortilla. Uh (laughs) Uh (laughs) I've I've grown to love them. I have a question for you. Do you like guacamole? Um, I don't think so. I've never had um guacamole. I look at the color and my brain goes green. (laughs) (laughs) I'm horrible about that.
0: (laughs) You might like some guacamole with your chips, because let me tell you, I think guacamole make everything taste better.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: so I don't know if you have texture issues. I have texture issues, so I've gone to some places and their guacamole is smooth. I think that is not so good. It's kind of nasty. So (laughs) (laughs) if you can go somewhere where they they're gonna make the guacamole fresh, you know, chopping up the avocado and the onions and the tomatoes and the garlic, I think you might like it. It, you can even, you know what? How about this? I can call you and we can make some guacamole together. <laughs> we can do like a video chat and I mean, make you're... some guacamole. <laughs> yeah. You might like it. You might like it. <laughs> Yo, You scratch your head like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> more let's, <laughs> let's, let's <laughs> baby steps okay, I'll do this. start you off with baby steps again, okay. I am not sponsored by anybody when I rec- make a recommendation, but I think uh-huh. Chipotle makes one of the best um guacamoles. So one day if you really? to buy Chipotle, don't get the chips, okay because you're don't. not supposed to eat those chips okay so Aww. get the, get the guacamole take okay. it home put it with your blue chips and let me know what you think
1: okay that sounds like a deal because
0: yes, yeah because i think you will be like oh it's gonna level up those blue chips <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. yeah yeah okay thank you mm-hmm. for the suggestion i'm gonna try it <laughs> i'm gonna call you back <laughs> Yeah, I think I might have to go to where Miss
0: Judith is and take her to the Chipotle
1: and <laughs> 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 No, I am gonna try. I'm just gonna cry, try it because you say so. Yes. Yeah. I will yeah. I would try it. And then if I don't like it, I'll say, hmm, good thing I didn't make that at <laughs> When you don't like it, you send me the bill, okay? <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> That, that works for me. <laughs> all right, yeah,
0: but I don't think okay. I'm gonna receive a bill, y'all. I don't no. If anything, she's gonna be like, "You need to send me a gift card because I want to go back." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so, you know it has been a pleasure. I could talk to you all day long. Like my cheeks are hurting. Like you know, just having this moment laughter. is there anything that you want to? Well, wait there is one thing I want you to tell us about the beautiful uh, things that you have. You have two beautiful wreaths behind you and some really pretty flowers. Can you tell us about those things?
1: Well, the wreath on the left, the round one says faith, hope and love. One of my classmates, Kim Whitley Lamb gave me that. Um, Her daughter was recently diagnosed. She's very young. She's very beautiful. She's got a young family Mm -hmm. and husband, and she's going through right now. Um, Her mom is just the sweetest heart. Uh, She reached Mm -hmm. out to me. She told me that her daughter was going through, which is one thing, by the way, that I'll do. Someone lets me know. I'm always going to send them something, encouragement, always in the mail. So I've sent uh, Alicia Several things and her mom wanted to say thank you and that was her way of saying thank you and I appreciate it because I love my wreath. That's the one on the left. The actual symbol is something I saw on Etsy. It was so beautiful. I said I got to have one of those. Normally I would put them outside, but I've just been enjoying all of this pink um all October long. It's just beautiful to me. And my flowers came from my honey. (laughs) so it's so beautiful it just makes me happy um as i celebrate it also makes me reflect because i've had quite a few friends family members that didn't make it so that's what those little trinkets are behind me and i wanted to include them because it, it, it's very special. This is a very special time of year for me. Um, and I like to acknowledge all God's goodness towards me that's been shown. And definitely, I like to be the person to try to reflect His goodness to give to someone else. And um, that's been my mission. I finally found out what my purpose was when I was diagnosed. So it's not always a, a death sentence, uh, it's a beautiful thing because when my phone rings, I met so many wonderful people, um, instant messages who just said, hey, my family member, my cousin, can you talk with them? It's my honor and my pleasure because I know I didn't have to be here. God is good.
0: I think that's so uh, wonderful that you you said that you send, whenever you find out someone has been diagnosed, that you send them a gift. And I think that is so, um, so kind so wonderful because during that that moment, you know, when so many emotions are going, they're going through just to get a gift, you know, um a blanket or you know, it, i think it warms their heart to let them know that someone yeah. cares and someone yeah. is thinking about them.
1: It it does. Just just, you know, talking with people that i have tried you know, to reach out in that fashion. I'm always going to get a journal because you really need to stay in touch with your feelings because breast cancer and any type of cancer or sickness, it run, you run so many emotions. Um, you just want to go back and reflect and say, okay, God brought me through that. I thought it was probably one of the worst days. And it was probably one of your best days because you're still around to talk to someone to tell them about it. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's my whole mission, my purpose in life help somebody else who's going through just need someone to talk to and how better to do that than to speak to someone who's been through it too.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That is so awesome. (laughs) Well, I know we have been talking a long time. Uh, (laughs) like I said, this is the first episode. So, um, people who are listening, you know, they don't know what to expect, but there's one other thing that I want to uh, introduce our listeners to is the good news Section of this podcast so at the end of each podcast I want to end it with some good news and um, my good news for today is you can survive Miss Judith here is a great example of someone who has survived twice and so the good news is she's here that's our good news. Miss Judith is here with us to tell the story. And um, I hope that this uh, podcast episode has inspired you all to go get checked. And let me tell you, if you don't want to do it by yourself, go grab a friend. You know, maybe you can't go to the same doctor. You might have a different doctor, but set your appointment at the, on the same day. And then afterwards, go have lunch, you know. <laughs> To say, you know what? We did it. We did this together. So that that is how we're going to close each episode with some good news. Um, I will have more information on how you guys can send me your good news. Your good news can be about relationships, health, finance, business, graduation, birth of a child, career, graduation. Whatever you want your good news to be, I will be happy to share your good news with the at the table with demonique audience. Thank you for your time. I hope that you are um, here for the next episode. And please thank Miss Judith for being with us today.
1: Thank you, demonique. God bless your podcast. It is awesome. Thank you for including me. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Come back next Thursday for another episode of At The Table with D. Monique Podcast. Remember to like this video and subscribe so you will be notified when a new episode is posted.